<laughs> all right, I'm keeping. I won't keep you too long out here. We'll make sure we get yeah, through all the big points here. It's important. Big, big debut for JP. First off, we appreciate you guys for tuning in to another edition of the Pure Tennis Podcast, powered by Tennis Point. Back in with we got myself, Nate Walworth, joined by JP. Big debut for you. Your first collegiate dual tennis match at the Ty Tucker Tennis Center in Columbus, Ohio. Got to see the Buckeyes take out the Fighting Irish. A 7-0 clean sweep. Zero sets dropped on the trot. Talk to fans about the difference between watching collegiate tennis and being in that atmosphere versus a typical kind of pro tennis match that you've been accustomed to watching. I mean, for one, it's a lot louder the, because the, the all the matches are going on right next to each other. So it... Yeah, points one, they're screaming and yelling, and it doesn't matter if that the other guys are right in the middle of some head game duel. Like it's going to no. be some screaming and loud crowd reaction. So that the, that, that part's pretty interesting. The Buckeyes have a lot of fans coming out. I, I'm assuming there was a, it was a packed house. It was completely like standing room only. Like um, I mean, we got in, we came in. It, one, that place is amazing. It's no, super. It's a... Super friendly people coming in to tell you right where to go. But then when we walked in. And we were kind of down at the end because it's it free. One, two. It's a joke. Oh, it's yeah. To watch that level of 100% play, free. It's it, you're watching a challenger level. I mean, it's yeah. It's like futures. the guys were just. I mean, but like courts one, two, and three completely packed, standing room only. So we got down. We were sitting right behind court five, and so we watched the doubles. Got to watch the trotter backhand. One, one, Jimbo, cleanest one hander out there. Oh man, he has just got good, good, good backhand. How cool is it to see the coach like? Coaching matters in collegiate tennis. I mean, those guys are coaching in between points. They can literally walk out there and put their hand around their player yeah. in between like in between points, which is just it kind of you always even though it's you're still playing, it's mano a mano. Just to have that type of support out there, I think a lot of guys thrive in that atmosphere. That maybe and that's why you see upsets maybe happen more often in college than the pros, I guess, because momentum is different, the atmosphere is different. The momentum changes happen because I mean you are getting that live feedback from a coach that's seeing it from a different POV. So yeah, no, and the matchups too matter because like Buckeyes, I don't think they really put their highest UTR guy on like one, two, three, four, five, six. Right, they it's didn't just, go by UTR. No, they're trying no. to beat Notre Dame in every single. Get it? I mean, and they did. They <laughs> so through. It it's over. I mean, I told you on the way up there, I was like, <laughs> those are bad that's matchups be a for every one of those Notre Dame guys because the size difference is huge. I mean, you watch yeah. just looking at the on paper like this. Just body prototype. I mean, Ohio State has big athletes, guys that have that look like grown men. And Notre Dame is, it's the, uh, for being a very. I mean, they might yeah, not. They, were, they had a I don't even know the top forty, top. Yeah, but they don't have any of those top guys that really would put a, a Buckeye in danger. I mean, Buckeyes to me are a contender to win the NCAA tournament. They just felt in the ITA Indoor Nationals in Chicago to a Texas team that they had a win over earlier this season. Uh, both those teams are loaded with. I mean, across the board. I mean, Texas has their fair share of pros as well. They've got the number one tennis player in the country in Elliot Spaziri. Uh, and they reached the finals falling to TCU, the Horn Frogs, going back-to-back titles. I mean, what Rodidi has going for him and his guys, one of the best coaches in tennis right now. What, guys, if you guys haven't watched him, he's got his signature cowboy hat on. He just looks like – if you see him on the streets, you might guess that that dude coaches at TCU. He just um, – and TCU's loaded. I mean, they have so many pros. I mean, across the board, I was talking to Gruskin on the Cracked Rackets mini, bo- uh, mini break podcast. He might he, – Gruskin thinks that they have five or six pros on that team, and it's just like that is ridiculous that that's 
you're watching pro level future or challenger level matches when you see these national uh, events come come through. Well, and the Buckeyes do too. That's one of the things I think it'd be. I I want to see. I want to see that matchup. I think they have got Buckeyes have seven guys over 13 UTR. Yeah, yeah. Which is and they've got, um, what? Who's the highest? Was it Trotter? Is it 13.99? Playing five. Basically a 14 UTR, <laughs> playing at five singles. I mean, that's that's a joke. So yeah. when you said we we were looking back for like to find his last loss and it was in a challenger so like they're in japan yeah yeah <laughs> like, so he, he, to beat him you gotta yeah. good luck with that guy so that's why i couldn't believe that the buckeyes lost was it 4-0 against texas yeah they got destroyed no 4-3 no. they were they, they they beat texas they they, came they beat, cleaned they, them they beat texas they, yeah. 4-0 and then they lost they them lost 4-3 them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 and like you said too like I they hope, were just they were exhausted like you kind of come through did spaziri clinch that number, number one I, I, I watched all those college matches. I'm already yeah, getting them mixed up. It's I know. So long ago. Yeah. No, but it was guys. Chicago. I mean, if you guys missed it, uh, Cracked Rackets put on a hell of a stream. Uh, it was just a ton of fun to watch that, and I can't wait to get down to the. I will miss the team event in Orlando this year. My sister's wedding, unfortunately, bad timing. She's she's got to do better. But I will. Uh, I'll be at the individual event down at the uh, USTI headquarters. So, let's talk about some of the pro action in it that just happened. Most recently, we'll talk. We'll hit on Qatar, Medi, back-to-back titles. Took Rotterdam last week. Takes home the title in Qatar this week with a six-four-six-four win over the dark horse. Muzzard. Andy Muzzard Murray, Sir Andy. I mean, Sir Sir Andy came into this though with some quality wins. I mean, the gas tank had to be low. The fact that he only lost four and four to Medi is no shame in that loss no. at all. I mean, Murray emptied the tank against. I mean, really, he every match he's been playing this year, he has not. He's six. He, he's of his six wins in 2023. Did you know all six have come in a deciding set? I know. I saw that. Like I heard him talking about it after Lahetchka, like like just coming through. But I believe he's six and zero now in deciding sets in 2023. So that Lahetchka match, I know you and I were dialed into that. <laughs> I mean, guys, go back and watch the highlights. I mean, if you even though you won't be able to get like a real appreciation for the what Muzzard yeah. had to go through. Muzzard lost that match three or four times. He, 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 <laughs> he, def, he defended five match points. He should have been done. He should have been. I mean, he was down 40 low. Yeah. It was 5-4 Lejka serving it out, and Murray just, he like he said it best. Scooping could, up Lejka's winners. Like, that no. was the craziest part, is that they were clean winners, and he's just like, wait, whoop, there he is. And Murray said, like, you know, I just knew this was his first time serving out Try to keep a the match pressure to, on him. to get to a, a big final, and he said he remembered his his first time doing that, and how the pressure that the pressure and the kind of the um, the the feelings that you get going along with that. And he's like, I wanted to make him finish me. I wanted to make him hit that extra ball. And a couple of those balls, I mean, Murray was like he just torched the backhand did, down the it line. It totally wobbled. I mean, you could tell the pressure. It was a pressure because it, like, it was. You could you could feel it. I keep watching it that the legs were like wobbling, and he's taking. Like the, his next approach was just going to the bottom of the net, and it's just like an easy. Missed take. that. He missed that. Well, I mean, Murray peppered that ball, but he missed that volley. And then at Deuce, once the once it finally got to Deuce, I was like, "Uh oh, this is trouble for Lehechka." You know he's gonna feel it. He hits that great serve, comes to the net, has an approach shot where Murray completely guessed wrong, and he clips the tape, and you're just oh, like, "Oh god, that one." You knew yeah. it was over at that yeah. point. You knew Murray had all the momentum. The world was over, and it was just guys. Yeah, just I would definitely go back and watch the highlights of that match. I mean, good lord, what Andy Murray is doing this year. But anyway, I mean, those were fanning balls out to the right too. Lehechka, like, like you could tell like, that was a pressure moment because he couldn't he couldn't keep the ball in play. Right, it's like he was dropping 140 mile an hour serves, just bombs, bombs. 
and that, there was a few times there where I was like, Mustard has to just run out of like the gas tank has to be out. <laughs> and he was, I mean, then he then he did like the fake uh, calf injury or cramp that I thought I, I, it I, looked real. But was then it six like, hall on the breaker? Yeah. And he pulls that and it looked real. And it was at a drop net, shot, but it was like he limped around like it was like going to be over. And all of a sudden yeah. he comes back and what a celebration Murray had with his mom Judy in the corner of the missed shot there that she was right there to celebrate. He's 35 years old and his mom is still just as excited as he, she was when he was Slapping the 18 net. or 19 years old. <laughs> Pretty cool to see. Um, but Medvedev, that's the story yeah. of the tournament. He is back to being one of those dominant players on a hard court in tennis. And I think that's – we need guys that are – like tennis with, with Nadal being out with injury a lot, Fed retiring, we just need some cons- consistent faces um, – to take home titles and to be challengers at the big big uh, tournaments. And I think Medi is one of those guys that tennis needs to step up. And I was happy to see him regain his footing because the Aussie Open in 2022, losing that to Nadal after being up two sets and a break, I think that took a lot of wind out of his sails. It took him a year to look like Medvedev again, where he's having fun with like, and he's still yelling at his box a little bit, like where it's just like he used to not do that. But when he hits a ridiculous shot, when he has no celebration and he just walks over there like and he's doing a couple of the finger waves again and it's like all right Medi's back that's where tennis can we can lean in on him and Carlos and Novak and Cam and Felix well, I, I and Casper it's just like tennis is I think that he dressed down Felix too and like oh, like twice but, but just like to get that confidence back too kind of put him in he played his game just like standing in on him and just I mean putting him into a place where it's just backhand backhand cross courts for 20, 30 shots until like Felix, like just daring Felix to try to hit a winner and just daring him to do it and knowing that that's how he's going to beat him. Like that's, that's total Medi tennis. And like, I think that for me, like, like watching Medvedev come back and start playing that way is like, that's kind of scary for other people. No, and the fact that he's won two tournaments back to back, kind of doing especially that. Especially with, with, in those draw, I mean, tough, pretty tough draw in Rotterdam and not, yo, absolutely. And not a great, like, yeah. And, and he had some tough matches in Qatar as well, but, I think with Medi, like watching him bait uh, Felix into like hitting a decent second serve, kind of short in the box, and Felix taking a rip at it, but op- kind of make the ball coming back so quick, it makes recovering back to the middle of the court. You just have less time for yourself. Yeah. And Medi just ropes that ball across court and just like hit, hits that winner at, at deep in the second set there. Oh, totally. And you were just like, wow, because Felix had chances, but Medi was just trusting his legs. I mean. I felt like Felix could have come and knocked off some of those volleys when you have Felix or you have uh, Medi well outside the the single or doubles court, but he's just so athletic and so rangy that Felix is second guessing himself on when to come forward because he doesn't want to catch that ball low and Medi's re- recovery from deep in the court to cover the short ball is just he's an octopus like well, he's, in, the, in the first set too I felt like Medvedev was completely dom like dominant but the second set Felix was dominant Felix was dominant I mean and he, then to kind of like fizzle at the balls. end just completely fizzle like that's Felix just, was pissed I mean I, you don't see him show that type of emotion but he wanted to send a ball out of the stands he wanted to hit one against the like he was pissed at himself he yeah. felt like that was that was an opportunity and at this point I felt like that loss it, that could do some long-term damage and just in terms of like you lose six times in a row to somebody Never with zero wins over him in your career, it just kind of becomes a mental thing at yep, that six point. Six and, and well, and then also too the grunt war, Medvedev 
totally outclassed he him was on the doing growl. That, dude, what, the out grunt, growled him. Out growled him. He was doing that like many plays. The, the, the psychological, That's a psychological war, warfare war. is just amazing. It was like, he, was, he was doing it. Um, he's controlling his ball to the baseline with that grunt. I swear. I'm like, this like, dude's a but freak. But you can't do that to Felix. That's his grunt. He just no, stole but I was it. happy he did he that. Dude, I was, Felix's <laughs> grunt is brutal. Like It's it's a, one of the worst grunts. And, and I, I can't stand <laughs> Felix's grunt. So I was like. He took it. I, I, I'm, I was not a. Like, Medi's gone like in waves with me. I'm like, I'm, I, I'm happy to see you him love win the again. The fish dance or the fish no, the flo- celebration. The, the floppy fish, yeah. dead fish you celebration at the U.S. Open is iconic. Legend. And no, Legend. No, nothing will ever top that in my book. Like just flopping over like a dead fish. I the mean, legends. That is, yeah, that is for the kids. That's that's for, for, the, kids. That's for the kids at home. Yeah. But all right, that's enough on Qatar. We just been up uh, probably way too long on that one. No, it was great. It was We're a going great to turn <laughs> it was. Delray, let's go to Delray. We can real quickly j- just because it, it's Matty's back-to-back title. We can talk about Rotterdam oh, briefly. Yeah. What amazing draw! Rotterdam was loaded. I mean, Grigor Dimitrov with two huge wins. He took out Hubie Hercotch, and then he took out Dimunar facing match points, and the the tiebreaker. Like first off, that whole match was ridiculous, but that and the match point was absurd, but. Grigor and Dimonar were putting on a hell of a show, and I think Grigor looks like he's very fit. A guy, that, I mean, didn't have enough gas in the tank against. Uh, he got dismantled against against Medvedev, um, but Medi took out Felix again in that event, and then took out Sinner in a final after dropping the first set seven five, went on to win two and two in the yeah. second third set, uh, a statement win for Medi, and that's when he, like you kind of felt like he was back, and then he he did it. Obviously, back to back, it's like okay, we we got one of the best players back in a good mental state. He looks like he's ready to be a uh, contender. I mean, yeah, at least for the sunshine swing. I feel like with a Medvedev, not I mean, we can move on, but I feel like he is most comfortable when he's completely pulling the strings on people. And like, if he's not doing that and just trying to beat people, and the way he was doing it last year, it's just not a good showing. But when he's doing this stuff, just like standing on like cross courts for thirty shots. We haven't seen him match up against Carlos or Novak in no. this stretch, which is the two guys that are going to challenge him on hard courts the most. But the sunshine swing with him Dressing down is, the young guys, though. He is. He's good at that. He is. Can't wait for Indian Wells. Can't wait for Miami. But before we get to that, we got more to recap, and we also need to talk about a little bit of Acapulco as well as Dubai. But Rio, Cam Nori gets revenge from the Argentina Open last Today. week. Today just happened. Yep. Takes out Carlos Alcaraz. Epic third setter, just his fifth title, his first ATP 500 event title. What what did you see from Car- from Cam Nori and Carlos today that that impressed you most? Well, I mean Cam Nori coming through and kind of outlasting Alcaraz. Alcaraz definitely got Physically. some sort of injury, mm-hmm. and like that's a bummer. But it's kind of weird because it's like both legs. Because it sounded like he had the right leg um, the day before and the left leg. I don't remember what the, he's called medical timeouts in a number of his matches in the last for couple the weeks. abs and now now it's the upper hamstring yep. so he was definitely not moving I would say the big takeaway that wasn't that, that was not until deep in the third though that was like what like two or three all, no it's probably two all they wrapped him up in the in the middle of the, the second no. of the no they wrapped him up it's in the middle set. of the, the third set like two but all like, right but he was like kind of like they he was stretching it out in yeah. the second set. So they took probably, it. They, then he took it off. But it, what? What? What were you? He like, tore it off. How? How good is like Cam Nori is, like the fact that he's able to, athletically and both like just like stamina wise, last for back to back weeks, just says a lot about what he's doing off the court with his body. Because I mean, the tennis has been there for a couple of years now where he's just been that. But like 
now his fitness and his just athleticism has seemed to taking another step up. Oh yeah, and he's able to like, I mean, when you think you got him beat, he's able to just punch that ball back to the baseline again with no pace and get get him back in. And he's got the like you call it moonballing, which he was is moonballing him. I mean, the high topspin forehand can't drop shot from a moonball. Like very hard, they're very hard to drop shot when the ball's <laughs> above your chest. Yeah. But Cam Norrie's just such a good problem solver. He's got he can. I mean, where he was taking those serves, both the both guys taking the ball four or five feet inside the service line or in, inside the baseline was just the timing was impeccable from both players. Well, and the whole crowd is completely against him. I would say that the uh, toughness side, maybe you said people feed off that too, but, like, uh, clearly everybody there is rooting for Alcarez, like, and he's just standing in on it and just being okay with that. And like, I mean, even though Alcarez is just taking, like, drunk slap shots at every single ball that comes in at him. I mean, like, once, once he got hurt, he was just tee, just hitting T-ball. T-ball. Just ripping the and ball. And then hitting drop dang, shots from anywhere. dangerous. Oh, it is. No, it is. I mean, he is dangerous. That dude's, that dude's got a weapon on there. He can do that almost. And the, but I think with Cam Norrie, though, it's just like I just I – I haven't always loved watching him play, but his ability to redirect and just – like he never seems to, like, lose patience in the rally. Like he's com- – if you're, if you're going to crack winners like Alcaraz was able to do a lot of times, Cam Norrie doesn't get flustered and just start trying to – Swing out of his yeah, shoes. Yeah, he stays so positive. He stays so positive, and he just continues to go back to the the laboratory and just kind of keep digging his hole. Like I just, just, I was like impressed. I didn't realize he was born in South Africa and like moved to New Zealand and yep. like, yep. like Auckland or whatever, yep. and then went to Texas, uh, Christian. Yep. 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 <laughs> now he represents England. I know he was. Uh, may, maybe the Horn Frogs going back to back gave him that extra juice. To, maybe that's to it. Maybe it was, TCU. His he was he's kind of the face of the franchise, as I like to say, of of the Horn Frogs, and he's he left he left the legacy that Roditi and those guys have carried on, and it's uh it's now a program that has been notoriously a top three or four. Well, like what where that where's that going to put him? Like that's a top like two two finals in two weeks, and then he's got one win. Is he really going to play Acapulco? Like, it's like does he have gas in the tank to start another tournament here? These guys don't get tired. I don't I don't understand it. It's like. And then if you play Acapulco, are you really gonna have enough t- in the tank to go, go to, to Indian, Indian Wells? Wells. Like, then Miami. It starts on March eighth. Then go right to Miami. And then go, and then you get a little bit of a gap, but not much to go to Miami. It's just like, I don't know how these dudes do it. It's like I feel like the season is just when it gets to this point in the calendar, it's ice and recover. I don't know how they do it. Yeah, I mean, but quality, quality, quality fight. He's like a grappler. He he was done against uh, Zabata Marias. I mean, that guy had him. The Spaniard had him on the ropes too. Dude, Alcaraz had him. Alcaraz had Al- him. I was, I was about tw- to turn it off. He was up a break in the. He yeah. was up a break in the second a break and a break fest. in the third. Yeah, he was at the double he was, break. He was he was a, yeah, in the second. He, a, he was yeah, he like was. completely choking him out, and then he came back. They stayed. Wait, was breaking, he, up a, he was up a double break. Yeah, they're breaking the crap out. They broke each other so many times in the in the second set. And then it was two zero in the third set, and Alcaraz was up love thirty yeah. on Nori's serve, I think. Yeah. And then Nori battled back to yeah. get a hold. But that was no tough. I mean, no, no, Nori just his mental fortitude and just ability to stay with his yeah, he stays the course. Um, tough. So the South, they're calling it, they call it the Golden Swing. Is that what they call the the, uh, the clay court in, in South America? Bro. Shout shout to Austin Pedreda who stays on. He's like, you didn't know what the Golden Swing was. I'm like, no, dude. He's like, man, I thought you were a big tennis guy. I'm like, <laughs> I'm sorry. He, he always tries to get me on a nugget. That's what we call him. I'm like, dude, it's you, the Golden Clay. The go- yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. The South Americans come with a ton of energy, though. Like that, like, like I said before the show, you and I are going to Acapulco, a hundred percent. I'm saying next year we go. It's gonna be great. 
I want to go there. You said that the, that's the one that looks like I thought it was it's right on, on the water. water on the water. It is, and it's just like the players love it. I think it's becoming. I'm gonna. I want to ask players about that when I start doing some of the. Um, I guess Indian Wells when I. Big news for uh, the the Pure Tennis Podcast, credentialed media now. Oh. So hopefully I get to ask some of these guys. But I think Acapulco is sliding into. That'll be being the, some. Yeah, some, that'll be another one. Some of these guys' favorite event. I think. I think Indian Wells, and I bet Acapulco would get. If I asked people what the top five events were outside of the slams, I bet you Acapulco would get in there 60, 60% of the time, I'm going to say. I'm going to ask 10 guys this year at Indian Wells where, where, where Acapulco fits in on their on their calendar favorites. It's a good draw. You got Holger versus Shelton in the round one. You got um, Isner versus Fritz, I saw. Just going off the top of my head. Who else Who else is in that on the in day one? Tommy Paul, Emilio Gomez, but that's it's more good, for us. But like, that's, that's still a, cool. It's a good draw for a, for both players. It's a fun matchup there. Yeah. Who else we got? Uh, I'm trying to think. There's another. JJ has a qualifier. Casper has a, I believe, a qualifier. Manorino and Cam Nori. No, so I mean, we. I think South Americans you got just Yoshi they, and Tiafo. The way they support their their players is, it's something different. When I, I noticed at the U.S. Open, I was like, damn, they have organized chants and stuff for these players. It's I think that's why these players, even though it's not the clay court season, is not upon us just yet. Uh, even though it is the next, the next slam is played. Obviously, Roland Garros. Uh, these players are willing to go down there and change up the surfaces just to kind of get um, that type of reciprocation and fan love, I guess. Because Carlos and those guys love it. I mean, and Hol- I remember Holger did it. I think it's just become a. I feel like I don't remember those events being that hyped up in prior years. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I think that kind of moving it like if it so is the it's the golden swing so the golden swing it, it includes the Argentina Rio, Acapulco, and I'm I'm guessing that the Santiago Chile one is the final one. Yeah, I believe that sounds right. And the women are down there as well. Shout out to Katie McNally. Yep. Was bummed that she wasn't able to pull it out because that was oh a that was bad that up, was brutal. It was it was tough. Four up, four up zero in the third in the set. Se- in the second, and the second, she pulled through the second after being up four zero, then got yeah. pushed to a breaker. I thought it was going to be a Ugh. yeah, but she played like the match was pretty high level. I mean, was it Peterson? She's yeah, good. She's that good. girl. She's got big four. It's her first final since two thousand like eighteen or nineteen. So that girl has had her breakout week, um, and I had never watched Peterson play, hit a ball before, so it was a new face for me. I thought Katie looked. I was I, I sent on a tweet about it, but it's like her movement. And her variety have just been a huge like asset for her over the last that she didn't have. I mean, her variety was always, she just playing doubles. She always had great hands and um, was pretty good taking the ball early and striking the ball with like hitting targets, especially with like. I think the return in doubles helps you so much in that aspect. But now that she's a better athlete, just more fit, and definitely playing with a different swagger, I. I will shout out Gruskin again, but he did call that she would make the final, and I didn't see that coming. A Peterson. And she was that no McNally. McNally. And she was. was she was two games away from making that happen. Well, yeah, and that Peterson just lost. Did she just lose in the final yep. to, to Camelia Georgie? Yep. What was the score there? Uh, she lost in three. Two, wow. Seven six six one six Camille- two. Okay, Camelia Georgie ripped Sloane Stevens zero and zero. I mean, what happened? To, I guess yeah, Sloane Stevens. And Diego Schwartzman need to uh, reconvene on a on a new game plan in the offseason. Both those both those players have been dusty lately. Dusty, very dusty. Dusty. I mean, Diego Schwartzman. I thought this was going to be a huge opportunity for him to kind of right the ship on clay courts in 
South America. Golden swing. You know, Argentina Open his home in his homeland. Yeah. Just gets juiced by who did he get? Zapata Morales. Mar- Mar- yeah. yeah. Just rips him. And I was just like, Diego's lost, I think, twelve of thirteen matches now or something that right. It's like it's bad. The young the young uh the youngsters are gonna be seeing China licking their fingers when they see then Diego now. He's gonna get chopped in Acapulco too if he plays there. It's just I don't know. Like, Diego yeah. fans, I'm I, 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 the wagon might be coming to a halt here. Well, and then Seb- Sebastian Baez, which is Diego's yeah. kind of twin brother, he got stood on by the, the big tall guy from Chile too. J- Jerry. Jerry. He got. Yeah, I he think did. that like because last year at this time, yep. like those two guys were like, don't Baez ever, is, don't ever count Schwartzman out, don't ever count Baez out. Baez now. is a top twenty clay court guy. I mean, I think he was still top thirty when I looked at him when he was playing. He'll be, he'll be dropping out. I think he had to defend a good amount of points. Um, this past yeah, because Yari's not even top one fifty. I don't think. Yeah, so. he, had, he had a he had a chance to but take that out that guy's tall. He is. He had, he was up a set on Carlos and played put put a pretty good fight up in that second. Yeah. Oh man. All right. Okay. I got few notes just talking about the top ten guys on the men's game. Novak back in action, first time since taking the title down under in Dubai. What do you expect to see from the world number one? Uh, dominance at every level. Is he taking the title in, in Dubai? I don't see anybody on that side, you know, except Hubie. Hubie got, has a little chance in that draw, but in Medvedev. Me- Medi? Medi, too. But, like, I just don't think that they match up either of those guys on Djokovic. Isn't that wild? Obviously, Djokovic wild lost to Medi in the U.S. Open, but so maybe if you get that kind of confident Medi kind of playing him Medi, but Medi, like i think is he's gonna be in a good mental state to make a push at novak novak is gonna be working through the kinks a little bit just with a little bit of time off yeah but novak's a different that top of that bracket's rough and then the bottom of the bracket you got zverev who hasn't won a match since i can't remember when I, i'm rooting for zverev i know people have always but i, I really want to see zverev tennis is better when he's good like yeah. it just is when he's playing at the best of his abilities it just creates more rivalries in the in the game, and you got hit, like, just the beef with him and Sitsipas and yeah. other players. Like he's he's just a good person to have in the draw. He's, I think is as far as just drawing crowds and bringing more excitement to the game. He gets Lehechka in round one. Oof, that, that, that's not <laughs> that's, that's, not, that's, good that's not good. That's not good. Wow, Zverev has Lehechka in round one. I might have to. I bet you Lehechka is going to be the Vegas favorite in that. I mean, that would be like how like, Zverev hasn't won a match and Lehechka is not dropping to anybody except for Andy Murray in a, in a death fight. Andy Murray. Make, Amazon needs to make that documentary immediately. I, I, swear, I swear the run he just put on in Qatar deserves a, a mini doc. I agree. FAA plays in Dubai. Do you think he, do you think he continues on his – he's playing pretty well. Losing to Medi in, in back-to-back weeks. Can Felix – do you see him breaking through and kind of grabbing one of these big titles? Uh, he's, I mean, I I keep thinking that he's gonna be like a real contender this I year for a take, slam and yeah. stuff. But like, I don't know. I don't know. He's just that last Medi match looked like the pressure still gets to him. Like he still when 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 the moment is right for him to take it and step on the gas and finish a point off that in one of those big moments. There yeah. still seems to be a little bit of mental lapse there, like where he just doesn't quite believe that he can take this away from one of these top players. Yep. And that, that's what separates him right now because he, he beats 
majority of the time he's taking out the guys that he's supposed to beat. Right. Like he'll beat Cressy. He plays him round one. Yep. But like that's will he though? That's the thing though. Will like, he though? Because that's a, Cause I think he will. But that's like, a tricky matchup. It's but, but it I tricky. do expect I do expect him to take out Cressy fully. But I think it'll be like a four and four, or six and four match. But if Felix doesn't return well, I mean, it gets a little clunky on the return. I mean, Cressy is. His his level of belief is through the roof. I mean, yeah, with what and, he's done. But you're right. He's gonna have to take it from either Lehechka, Zverev, Rublev, or um, I mean, how do you feel about your boy Rublev? I think well, that, I, I think he's. I think we we've seen him play his best tennis. I think I think his best tennis is behind him. Was he five? He's still top top five. Is he? Is he I think so. Is is he? Let me see. Are you sure? He's got a win I, already I this dropped, year. I think he dropped out of the top five. Maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> So much anti-Rublev bias. No, he's number six. Is he number six? six? He has a win already Novak, this year. Al- Novak, Alcaraz, <laughs> Stefanos, Casper, Fritz, Ruby. He's the two seed. <laughs> I just don't. I'm not a believer. I, just I know don't you're believe not. It. I don't believe in this guy. I know you're not. He's so one-dimensional. Uh, I know you're not. Are you, and I just, he's got his, I will say his. his wait, let's right. check. Let's check Nate's intuition on bias. How many titles did Rublev win last year? Guess. Oh, that's a good question. Hold me accountable to the, to these cool takes. I just I'm just curious how many times like how many times do you think he won versus how many actually won? So how many titles did Rublev? How many win? titles did Rublev win in 2022? I'm going to say I think he won Belgrade. Um I'm That's to... a hard question cuz like It is. Give me, I'm going to say What I'm going to say 3. Okay. So No. He won 4. All right. But okay. like that's pretty good. Like okay. you're close. That would okay. be a down. Like what, what did he win? Um, let me go. He look. beat Novak in his return in Belgrade. I, I don't think that was in the final though. But I think he won that title. He won. Did he win? Did he, what did he win? He I'm won not. in Belgrade. Okay. He won in Dubai. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he yeah. won in yeah. Marseille. He took Marseille. Okay. And he Marseille. won in uh, Dijon. Is that? Where is that? In, Must be. Is that what is that? A five hundred or two fifty? Two fifty? Uh, no, Rublev. I mean, obviously, he's. I just think he's just so limited. Like he hasn't found any more layers to his game, other than slap. I mean, he can't play defense very formidably, and I still can't believe Holger Rune lost to him at the uh, Aussie Open. I thought that was a missed opportunity for Holger there, but. Spain, I, Gijon's in Spain. Really, I would have never guessed that. Yeah, I didn't. I, even, I didn't even want to tell you what I was going to guess, but um, <laughs> no, I, I, I think Ruby. I, I like the guy, and I will say his apparel line. I think it's his own brand, actually. I will say he is one of the better, better dressed guys now. A lot of crap Nike was giving him was not looking too, too fire. So it's a two fifty, and it, he won six hundred twelve thousand dollars. Not bad from that event. Good take. There you go. Good take. So you got it. It's good work if you can get it. Yeah. <laughs> You got any more takes on the tour right now? I know it's a, it's getting late, and I, I'm it just is. like, sheesh. We, we 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 had a lot. I would say that like the like if anyone was following um, our last prediction, I I predicted that Wu would beat Isner, and Nate said that Isner would beat Wu, and I was correct. Dallas so I was holding holding him to it. We didn't talk about where, Dallas. Where did Wu? Where has Wu gone the last couple weeks? I don't know. Where's Wu? Where is Wu? Where is Wu? Where's Waldo? Where's Feng Shui? We gotta find Wu. Where's Feng Shui? Guy. Don't say that. Man. Don't you do might, that. You'll get, get capped on for that. <laughs> we just lost She's, our sponsor. Yeah. We, yep, we did. All right, guys. Appreciate you guys. Wait, you, do you have to sell gear? 
We'll sell gear on the next okay. podcast. Okay, we'll, we'll sell, sell gear on the next later. Podcast. Guys, we appreciate you guys for tuning in. Enjoy Acapulco. Enjoy Dubai. I will give my quick predictions. I think Dubai, Djokovic, I think Acapulco. I'm going to say Carlos pulls out. I'm going to say Cam Nori runs out of gas. I'm going to say Acapulco is taken home by... Give me Holger. I think Holger's Ooh. healthy. Give me Holger Rune in a. Uh, I, I bet I'll look at the favorites. I need to see it on tennis. Abstract. Is it clay? No. No. Hard court. Okay. Be- beautiful hard courts. It's ben good. Shelton's in that draw. You think he's going to get through? Holger's going to get through Ben. Yeah. Round one. I do. Okay. I do. I just think. God, yeah. that's a good. That's a good it's matchup. A great first I round watch matchup. That. That's okay. Shelton. I'll, I'll definitely be turning to that match. But guys, uh, like we mentioned briefly, stag to be headed to Indian Wells again year two. It is. A, it's really a dream come true for the kid because I've always wanted, like I've always wanted to, to go to these events, and it. I feel like a kid when I go there. Like, I feel like I'm a kid in the candy shop, mountains in the backdrop, desert, palm trees, best tennis players in the world, and a, yeah, it's just it's a, it's like Jurassic Park for tennis. I will say though, the average fan age. That's why the energy if, on TV. If it doesn't sound like a Masters 1000s, it is because every fan is about 69. Give or take a couple years, but good to know. It's just like I'm just I like did, I will look at that. Next you time should. I'm, dude, I'm just telling you, like every person there is just Ooh. like no one. No wonder it's not rowdy there. It's just like if you hear a clap, it's probably me, and I, I'll make sure every match gets a round of applause. Myself, <laughs> anyway, all right, nice. guys, have a great week. We will be back in the booth soon. <laughs>